Right, well, g'day everyone and welcome to episode 2 of In The Salmon Cricket Podcast. My name is Nuan Ranasinghe and alongside me I have the ever-knowledgeable Hasith Pires. Hasith, it's great to have you back for a second episode. Thanks for having me, Nuan. It's always a pleasure. Now, I want to open up this episode a little bit differently today. Now, um, we've had a few listeners. I know, we get listeners. It's, it's, it's incredible. But um, <laughs> we, we, we had a couple of less listeners tune in and... The first thing they asked was, uh, Nuan, uh, you know, why, why is this podcast called In the Salmon? Like, how does salmon relate to cricket? And um, it's a good question. You know, it's a bit of a tricky one to explain, but I think the best person who can explain it is none other than Mr. Hasid Pires. He's the mastermind, <laughs> the brainchild, um, the bloke behind the name of In the Salmon podcast. So, so Hasid, please, please tell listeners, like, why on earth did you pick that name? Yeah, it's a, it's a very peculiar one. Um, it's very niche, Nuan. I think um, it's uh, it's probably not a term that you're going to be hearing too often in the cricket nowadays. But it's uh, it was like a phrase. I think it was coined. Uh, it would be over a decade ago now. I think there was an Ashes series in Australia, I believe it was, and um, there was a pitch map. And uh, I think they usually with pitch maps they have like color coordinated like very like various lengths, right? And um, mm-hmm. during that series, the the length of bowl was like this just back of a length. It's always it's always a good length to bowl um, mm. on an Australian wicket, obviously. But um, that uh, that shade was like a like a pinkish hue, and I think it was, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Slats Michael Slater coined the uh, coined that area the salmon, and for the entire series they were just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, you know, McGrath's bowling right in the salmon, and he's you know cutting <laughs> off the deck, this that. Um, so yeah, it was just like a. I thought that would catch on and be like a continuous theme, but I think it died after that series. But that phrase is always just, uh, yeah, just lingered in my mind. It's just something that just popped into my head, I guess. And, yeah, lingered is certainly an understatement, given that it's the name of the podcast now. But um, <laughs> but true. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a solid name because I think we're playing indoor cricket last week, and um, one of the boys was like, "Oh, the Salmon Boys are here, the Salmon Boys." Did they really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I won't, I won't name names, but, Don't you know, they're like, oh, seven boys are going to make a partnership today. What's going on? But, oh, um, wow. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a good name. It's a good name. So, to all our listeners, Hasith and I were, like, generating names for, like, 10 minutes. And, you know, we came up with really cliche, dumb names, like, you know, Around the Wicked or, like, very, you know, cliche standard cricketing names for a podcast. But Hasith just, you know, went full left field and uh, <laughs> now... Yeah, now it's in the salmon. But there you go to all our listeners out there. Um, that that is the reason why it's called in the salmon cricket podcast. We're all about those good areas, and uh, <laughs> hopefully it continues that way. Right. So moving on. Uh, there's been a lot of cricket happening in the last couple of weeks. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been India and England, and uh, Sri Lanka and Australia. Uh, the first test was uh, a really really good win for the Aussies. Not mm. so much if you're Sri Lankan, um, <laughs> but we need to unpack that and. And just work out like what Australia did right and where it all fell apart for, for Sri Lanka. Um, mm-hmm. Given that traditionally Sri Lankans are good players to spin, um, we saw that in the first test they they really they really competed. I think the game was over in like two and a half days, which is yeah. uh, which is very embarrassing. And mm-hmm. you know, given how bad things are in Lanka right now, people want to see a bit of fight and a bit of <laughs> a bit of you know a bit of resistance. But uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, Hasid, you know, why do you think Lanka just collapsed in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think I caught in the first episode that the test, um, it was going to be very heavily based on Lyons' performance and lo and behold, the bloke takes five for 90 in the first innings and I think he took yeah. a, uh, I'm just pulling it up now, four for 31 in the next inning. So 
yeah. you know, like <laughs> when he's on, he's on and um, he's going to get you out most of the time. Uh, but yeah. I think just the mentality that Lanka had um, just going in, especially in the second innings, it was really lackluster and yes, I don't even know what to say. It was really, really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, when you let, when you let Travis head take four wickets in My like God. three overs, it was <laughs> like, I was looking, I was like, what is going on? Um, like Travis said, doesn't even turn the ball that much, but like there's beauty. he was getting he good value like, though. <laughs> yeah, I know he bought like an absolute beauty to Chandimal, like a beautiful yes. off break. He just dipped and turned and spun, mm. um, ridiculous stuff. And you know, you just wonder, like, you know, were they playing on two different pitches? Because it did look like you know, that. Yeah, um, you know, Nathan Lyon was definitely the key, the key guy, the key man. I thought it should be man of the match to be honest, because he took nine wickets for the game, but. It went to uh, young Cameron Green, who top scored at 77. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was just really... Make sense. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. I, I don't <laughs> know why Cameron Green was was, was, was the man of the match. I mean, you know, Kawaja wasn't far, far behind with 71 um, in, in the first innings for Australia. But mm. I do feel like Lyon was the man. Like, Lyon was literally the bloke that, that uh, you know, did, absolutely dismantled Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, I mean, it begs the question, what, what more does he have to do? He's taken nine wickets for the match. Surely yeah. nine wickets is worth more than 77. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know, man. And Mind-boggling. He, and he's, <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's looking, you know, he's now inside the top all-time test wicket takers. So, like, what, exactly. what does a bloke have to do to get mad at <laughs> But, But I, I want to, I wanna, like, unpack this a bit more because, you know, after the ODI, so like, let's, be, let's be real, we got our com- predictions completely and utterly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, incorrect predictions. Um, and that's. I mean, I did call. Obviously. I did call Lyon. So just for the record. <laughs> oh yeah. I no. Well, look, look. He's he is clearly the best spin bowler out of both sides. Like, let's let's just be like you know honest about that. Like, he's yeah. he's getting massive spin. I think he's mm. currently the leading wicket taker as well, and that's not surprising. Mm. But I just want to, you know, I just want to try and figure out what happened to Lanka because. You know, after the ODI series, I thought the momentum was with Lanka because they mm. won three games. Yes, they lost the last game, but I still felt like the momentum coming into the tests was with Lanka, and that is why I had this prediction that Lanka would like at least win the series, the test series. Yeah. Um, but it, there was a complete. There was a lot of brain fades, a lot of mindless batting, mm. uh, and like just like a general, just a general weakness against spin, which is which is very like, uh, you know. Uh, I, I say like it should be unca- given... uncharacteristic, right? Yeah, think, yeah. yeah like, but... what do you think? Well, what what happened there? Like, was it was it, they get like overawed by the situation? Did they get overconfident? I don't know. I was just really disappointed. Yeah, look, I mean, I was I was watching the the second innings, right? And I was watching it pretty much from the start. And okay, I mean, let's 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 break this score down scorecard down real quickly, right? Uh, without taking mm-hmm. too much time, I was watching the mm-hmm. I was watching the innings. You got a bloke like him with Karan mm. right now. I think he's currently sixth. He's probably not sixth anymore. He might have moved um, after yeah. like recent occurrences. But um, bloke hit twenty three of twenty. Right? He yeah. doesn't play ODI yeah. cricket. He doesn't play white ball. Why is he? Yes. And he was like going after the ball. So it really begs the question: What kind of mentality are you bringing in? Like yeah. how you can't you can't score at such a rate for a long period of time and survive. It's just not going to happen. And like yep. it, it's it was standard throughout the whole team. No one really dug in and took ownership. I mean, look, the highest score for the whole innings was Dimut's mm. twenty three off twenty. After that, mm. it was fourteen. Mm. You know, yep. like embarrassing. There's really no other word to describe. It was just the lack of ownership that you know nobody took it upon themselves to make a decent yeah. score and dig I, in. So. Yeah, I felt like when I was watching the second innings, like it honestly felt like Lanka just 
suddenly didn't know how to play spin. It was embarrassing. Like, did, yeah. do you remember the ball that Travis had bowled to Dana J. De Silva? It was like... Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. He was over there like, pirouetting and, like, I don't even know. And I, I know you and I were talking about it for a while. Like, there yeah. is, like, oh, the way, where it pitched, the way that it was turning, like... He must have he must have thought that it was gonna turn like ninety degrees. Like there's no yeah. you can't leave that. You cannot leave yeah. that. Huh? Yeah. What's oh, going on, man? Like hundred percent brain yeah. fade. I I refuse to believe that that was like on purpose. I don't even know. I think yeah. it's just weird because like you'd think yeah you know, they play in Gala, they play a first class cricket there. Like they you, you they would know how the ball turns and stuff, and yet mm. they were like they, they acted like they've never played spin in their life. Like. For me, Dhananjay's leave just sort of epitomised the entire Lankan innings because, like, yeah. he obviously expected yeah. the ball to do one thing and it just held its line a little bit and it was really, it was just really horrible to watch. Um, mm. And, I don't know, I feel like the Australians are like, how easy is Test cricket right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, like you said before, man, if Travis said second four for 10 off 2.5 yeah. overs, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, It does oh, not get much easier for them, I guess. No. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about the Australians. Obviously, they had a good day out. They had a great mm-hmm. day out, really. Um, there were no mm-hmm. tons. I think nobody nobody scored a hundred in this in this Test match. But mm-hmm. you know, just I mean, Cameron Green was man of the match, and I do debate that. But he did play really really well. Um, yes, I, I was watching the way this young kid batted, and like yeah, he really really stuck it out. Um, you know, he had a lot of support from Carey towards the end. Um, a bit of support from mm-hmm. Pat Cummins, but. Uh, what I love about Cameron Green, he's like this kid that like no one really talks about, but. Yeah, he like delivers. So, you know what? What really stood out to you about his knock? Because there weren't many boundaries, but he still did a job. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He's not someone that uh, that springs to mind as like a Test cricketer for me. He's like a, I don't know. He, he's like Australia have like a like a knack of like producing these kind of like semi clone type players. For me, I'm talking about like Stoinis right. and Mitch Marsh, those types of players. So for me, he's like a white ball cricketer, right? But. You know, the right. knock that he okay. that he had for me, just like just like his build, you know, that he's a hard striker. Yeah. He bowls, you know, high 130s. Yeah. Um, mm. But this knock was really, it was good. I don't know if it was quite man of the match worthy, especially considering yeah. the line's performance. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to come in after head, like he's obviously like, um, you know, lower middle and just to put on a decent knock with Carey. Um, yeah. It was very good because he's still a young player, as you said. He's only 23. He I'm just having a look now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really, it's really good because you need that kind of confidence, especially playing outside of Australia. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And he, he wouldn't be used to playing in those conditions, obviously, with, with yeah. the spinning wicket in Lanka. Um, yeah. So I think for all those reasons, yeah, pretty special knock for sure, once you, I remember. Here's a, here's a bit of a thought-provoking question. Do you feel like Cameron Green is a bit of like a Shane Watson prototype? Like, obviously, mm. like, he's still got a way to go, but I feel like mm. he's in that mould because he can bat, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he bowls as handy one thirties, but he still gets wickets. Like he's not even he's not even like a part time sort of bowler. He he can he's like that fourth change seamer. You know he's actually he's a he's a legitimate bowling option. No, he's genuine. So, yeah. yeah. So like, do you reckon he's you know he's he's coming into that mold or I don't know? Perhaps I mean I think that would be a good good goal for him to set himself for sure. Because um, you know obviously yeah. he's uh, he's yeah like I said lower middle. If he can sort of push mm. his nudge his way up a couple of spots. Um, mm. And you know, be second second change bowler consistently. Um, mm. He's well on his way. He's still like he's still really young, still fresh, um, and he has all the he has all the promise and the potential to become a water for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just something that really struck me because I'm like, hang on, this could like because after 
that you know Shane Watson and stuff retired, Australia really struggled to find an all rounder, like an actual decent all rounder. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried the spin bowling all rounder, they tried a couple of pace bowling all rounders, but no one really had that what they were looking for. And then little young Cameron Green comes on the scene, and <laughs> I call him a, I call him a quiet achiever. He's yes. just like you know he doesn't t- he's he's not the kind of kid that like you know jumps at he's not like a Richard Punt right like no like a youngster that just sort of like bursts on the scene he's just very under the radar but. He's very highly rated. Like I, I hear the way Pat Cummins talks about Cameron Green and mm. a lot of these senior blokes. He's just a very solid young kid that's just you know quietly going about his business. And um, mm. you never know; he could be a future captain, in my opinion. He's got a long way to go, yeah. but yeah. But he's got that I mean, calm demeanor. Yeah, he has he has the pedigree. Just you know, just, he's yeah. got everything going for him. It just you know, he needs yeah. a bit of luck, obviously, and needs to yeah string together a few good innings and a few good spells. And yeah, he's well on oh, his yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I guess that's a that's a decent wrap up of the first test. Both Hasit and I were bitterly disappointed, but uh, <laughs> at the time of this podcast, currently in the second test match, Sri Lanka are doing a lot better. And I think they're currently, if I'm just got the scorecard here, so currently Sri Lanka in the second test are. Oh, I've got the I've got both of these up. Hang on. Uh, three for two hundred seven. Oh, Two, yeah, oh wow, three, oh, three for two hundred and eleven now. So this is this is this is Ooh, much better performance, <laughs> given how dismal they were in the uh, in the in the first test. I don't know if the ongoing protests uh, <laughs> motivated them to to get their act together, but uh, this is a, this is obviously a much better turnaround. So we'll see how this uh, pans out. It could be a one-all series, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, given given how abysmal Sri Lanka was in the first test, it's good to see them them fight back. So. Well, uh, listeners, we'll keep you updated on how that one goes. But that is the wrap-up for the first test between Australia and Sri Lanka. Moving on to a game that captured both Hasinth and I by a surprise. And uh, that was the delayed fifth test match between India and England, where uh, England have done the remarkable and have chased down yet another 250-plus score in the fourth innings to uh, defeat India. Um, mm. Hasi, this, this this game had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, you know, what do you make of England after they've pulled off a ridiculous win like this? Yeah, I mean they're an absolute force. I don't even. It's hard. They, I don't know. They can flip the game on its head at any given point. It looks like they bat so deep. They're very very. Um, I don't know. There's just so many X X players. You know, like so many clutch players that can come in, and it's just like, all right, whose goal is it this time around? As of late, it's been continuously Johnny Bairstow. <laughs> but yeah, oh um, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think with Johnny Bairstow, like he's a player that has, like honestly, I never rated him. Like I'll be, I'm brutally honest. I never ever rated <laughs> Johnny Bairstow. I thought he was just like another average English batsman, like a like a Michael Carberry, like a like a you Whoa. know. <laughs> oh, well, okay, Carberry. Carberry was Carberry was good. It was all right. It was good, but you know how you have like all those English batsmen that just come and go, and you like never hear about them ever again. Like, mm. um, do, you remember, do you remember James Vince? Yep. Oh, you do? Well, oh, he's, okay. uh, he's playing the Sixers now, right? Yeah, he's, but uh, like, he's a big bash. I thought it was just like another English, like another average English batsman that's just going to come and go and not make an impact. Really? Yeah, I, I, I rated him. I am. Um, I mean, you know, in in white ball, I rated him. Yeah. Okay. Best of I mean. But like then again, but then again, Hasid, like you know, England have always been very white ball focused, right? I didn't. I just never thought mm. Best would cut it at Test level. I'll be honest. Um. I mean, I need, no, that, that's he fair. wasn't. He wasn't horrible. Like he wasn't like some. He didn't. Des- it's not like he he didn't deserve to play for England. But I just thought he would be like mm. a, like a Russell Arnold, like a middling player. Like he just like a Russell Arnold. Like, <laughs> that is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Look, I said it. I, I don't know who it. to. I, I don't know who to, but somebody should be offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, touch wood that Russell Arnold never listens to this podcast. Um, um, but yeah, no, this dude's on another like he's on another planet right now. Like cricket is like so easy mm. for him. Like making hundred seems like just a, a cakewalk for him. Like what is it? Like yeah. he's. It's like he's just seeing the ball better than anyone right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a purple patch. I don't know. It's really... <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like... Because um, he's always had like a pretty aggressive demeanor about him. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I always rated him white ball cricket. Um, I think he's opened a few times and he, he gets gets the team off to a, like a flyer. Yeah. It's always handy to have a player like that coming in like middle order in yeah. a test match. Yeah. Um, especially with, in situations where, you, you know, the run rate is a factor. It's not always a factor in test matches. On the rare occasion it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like obviously, I mean, they still had Ben Stokes and Billings who scored runs, yeah, um, as well in the first innings. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like yeah. they've just, you know, who, whose goal was it today? And uh, yeah. has put his hand up twice yeah. in the test. So I think I think what really strikes me about England is like I think some of a change in mindset. So you know, I think we were chatting about this offline and how like the team hasn't really changed. Like you still have all these. Let's be real, like. You know, they're not they're not like flash players like, you know, Alex Lees or Zach Crawley or Oli Park, like all these youngsters that have like batting averages of like thirty, but there is a difference in how they play. So mm. I don't know if it's the Brendan McCullum factor or um you know, yeah. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a Crick Info title here and it says uh has Basball saved Test Cricket in England, with Basball referring to Brendan McCullum's nickname. Um, E-Mac. Yeah. That's a good point actually, I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, I think that might have a, a lot to do with it, for yeah. sure. Just a breath of fresh air because, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not someone that you wouldn't typically pick to be a, like an overall coach, right? Like he's um, maybe right. like a consultant for a T20 batting yep. side or something, yep. but certainly not like English. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But I guess that's good. It's, you know, just break the mold type of thing. And, you know, they're playing very, very exciting test cricket. Yep. And yeah, it's always, yeah, they're doing really well. I think another bloke that deserves a mention is Joe Root. Like I... Mm-hmm. I've not seen like you know I'll be honest I always loved watching Joe Root bat like he's such a classic elegant player yeah. like he's got a, like you know we typically say that left-handers have better cover drives than right-handers but mm-hmm. when you see when you see the way Joe Root plays when he's like when he's like on point like oh that he has a really nice cover drive like <laughs> you you need to relax this <laughs> I'm, I'm trying hard but it's just you know it's just, it just gets you going like it's just it's elegant it's yeah. fluid it it you know yes. It's like a right-handed Sangakara, almost, almost, but, you know, Sangha, Sangha, Sangha is Sangha. We're not going to... We're so controversial today, no one. Well, you know, it's, you can't have a podcast with a couple of controversial opinions, but, uh, you know, I think... But you know what's funny? My favourite Joe Roots shot mm. is not even his cover drive. It's that little, like, dinky, like, late, the little late cut that he does. Okay. He has this, he has this like, he plays it better than anyone, but he play. if you're a bowler that bowls above 140 clicks, he has this little shot. It's like a late cut, mm. or like a, it's like a, it's like a glance kind of shot. Like runs it off the face. Yeah. And every mm. time he gets like four for it. And like the way he mm. plays it, it's like so innocuous. Like it's like, oh, it's just one or two, but it goes for four. And uh, <laughs> it just goes to show like the timing and like how he. Just timing, man. That's yeah. what it is. Sure. And like he's just really on top of his game, and I feel like, look, honestly, if England keep up this attitude, um, then you know the next Ashes series we could be in for some real, like, real aggressive cricket. You know, like, and given how Australia's coming up as well, like it, I feel like the next Ashes is going to be a real tantalising prospect. Um, mm. But you know, then again, England have this habit of like getting really like overly cocky, and then they'll like mm. play like another Test match and then get all out for like fifty. So. So, you know. Yeah, that's a 
that that's the thing when you have um, teams that are like like so like yeah. That's what I was like. The, the X Factor players, man. Like yeah. if nobody, if everybody goes for it, and then they're just like, yeah. you know. But you get these miracle wins, like Ben Stokes, you know, a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah, Headingley, Headingley, Australia. Yeah, Headingley twenty nineteen. Yeah. What a game that was. That was wild. Mm. But uh, speaking of this test, though, we need to we need to, we need to give a mention for an incident that occurred, which which has happened to <laughs> the great. Yeah, which has happened. Incident. I say incident because there's a bit of a. Because it is an incident, um, and this happened to <laughs> the veteran Stuart Broad when uh, Jasper mm. Boomer uncharacteristically hit him for 35 runs off one over, and uh, that became the record for the most runs conceded in one over in Test cricket. Uh, how does this happen to Stuart Broad? Like, you know, like, not only how does it happen, how did it happen again? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. in a Test yeah, match as well. Yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, and against Boomer, there's so many things. There is so many things Wrong. like that does not make sense. Yeah, like what? Yeah. What's going on? Like if it was like a if yeah. it was like a if it was like an inform Virat Kohli or a um, you know, or a Rishabh Pant or a Pant or someone. Yeah, yeah like a, or a Hardik Pandya. Yeah. You know, but this is just being like a, <laughs> not Boomer, not nine down, yeah. man. Come on, it was actually what is going on? It was on? actually pretty hilarious because it's like there's like one shot he played off the fourth ball and he literally fell over trying to hit it. And um, yes, yeah, I was just like, "What? This is like the most comical bit of cricket ever." Yeah, I mean, as funny as it is, it's also incredibly sad. Like, why? Like, I don't. know, It's so disappointing to see like to to see Broad like continuously try to bowl like short. Like, I was having a look at the over as soon as yeah. I as soon as I saw it online. I um, I you know, I scrolled back on um on the on the yeah, on nice. the live telecast, and I was just watched the over, and I was like, "All right, cool." So. I think um, if I'm not wrong, Broad was like conceded 16 after one legal delivery. Yeah. I think it was like like a four yeah. and like five wides yeah. and then like a no ball and a six yeah. or something. And it was just like, man, like yeah. that should not be happening. Yeah. It should not be happening. You know, like if it happened to someone like Leach or you know what I mean, like you know, you can't, like a tailor mm. comes in and have a, has a swing, that's fair. But like to continuously get hit like that, it's not. All, and no, how hard is the ball Yorker? At some point, yeah. you got to pull your head in and be like, you know what? This is not exactly. this is not cool. This is not a record that I want to break. Exactly. You know. I feel like I feel like I don't know why bowling to tailenders, uh, bowling about bounces to a tailender, is seen as like the best tactic to get them out because it, I don't get it. No. Because I mean, I saw Charmiga, I saw Charmiga Karuna Ratna do that in the ODIs. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the death overs and he was just bowling bounces to the tail. I'm like, bro, just pitch it up. Literally, you know, just like. Yeah. You know, like the, the tail ender might they might drill you for one, but it's only going to be one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It, um, it, it's really not that complicated. Just hit the stumps. That is your right. job. You know, and especially because like if, feel, if the, even the field that was set prior, right? I'm talking yeah. about Boomer's over. Yeah. It was like a oh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, wide, yeah. fine leg, like deep, deep yes. backward square. Broom, yeah, you know, it doesn't take a genius to find out you're going to cop a short one. And like, yeah. he, and you're nine down. You know, I think Jadeja yeah. just went. Uh, he went out to. Uh, Anderson the previous over, right? Yes. And until that point, uh, Boomer mm. was just sitting tight, you know, just you know, hand staying in the wicket. So obviously, yeah. he's going to have a swing. There's no reason for him not to have a swing, okay? No. You mm. bowl, you you get hit once, you bowl five wides. Why are you like not, like, like <laughs> what is going through your head? And I think actually, I yeah. did see something that was written online where I think Anderson spoke about that over. And apparently it might have been mm. an instruction from Stokesy. Um, to bowl short, oh, but even then, you need oh, wow. to pull out the, the you know, 
the the senior card. Mm. You know what I mean? You're you, you're yes. the senior bowler. You've taken how many yeah. wickets? Get it done. Yeah, you know? 550, 550 plus test oh, wickets. Man. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying we're experts or anything, but it was just bizarre to see that. Like, it's just of all the people you could take the piss out <laughs> you of, you'd pick Stuart pick Broad. It. Like, yeah, like you know, if it was like someone like I don't know Jack Leach, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like I don't, you can see I, don't it happening. I don't rate Jack Leach's. Yeah, I don't rate Jack Leach's spin at all. But like <laughs> you can see that happening, but not, but not, but not bloody uh, Stuart Broad. No. But that was certainly comical. And honestly, honestly, when I saw that, when I saw Boomer did that, right, I thought India were like in the box office seat, mm. right? Because once they got all out for two forty five in the second inning, suddenly England's what target was three hundred and seventy eight yep. to win, and I was like, surely, like surely, India will just like wrap it up, but. But the really bizarre thing was of of uh, of India's frontline quicks, uh, Mohammad Siraj and I think it was uh, Shardul to oh, yeah Shardul to but like Mohammad Siraj and Jasper Boomer really like all the Indian balls were really expensive like it was mm. that that second innings like that were, that is worth a bit of a discussion because it was wild like the way England like, the way they batted was just like I couldn't I couldn't describe it like they just batted without any fear like there was no fear in the way you know Root and and Besto batted like just so assured so calm you know even with like Boomer's weird action they were just like middling it it was a mm. different kind of England No definitely you know? I think um I mean yeah I mean there's a there's this quote that I think we were talking about before no one would um Yes let me see if I can actually find it it was uh so this was something that was said by Ben Stokes um yeah, and the quote is uh, this is after the game. Obviously, it was just like teams are perhaps better than us, but teams won't yes. be braver than us. So I think this definitely goes back to what you were saying before with this new sort of yeah. adopted culture, whether it be from Brendan McCullum or Stokesy, just yeah. you know turning over a new yeah. leaf and trying something new. But yeah, yeah, I mean that quote shone right throughout the innings. Right, we saw that from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like I'll be honest. Like this England team hasn't changed. Like there are no new players. Like I'm looking. I mean, there's this. There's that young kid mm. Matthew Potts. But apart from him, like this is a, this is literally the same England team that got thrashed <laughs> by Australia in the Ashes, mm. right? So there's no like outstanding brand new wonder kid type mm. players. Same same blokes. But but uh, there's definitely a change in mindset, and and it's exciting to see. But I'm curious to know how long can England do this for. That's that's my. I think that's my I think, the, I think they can keep this going you know, to be honest might, because sorry. especially mm, um, mm. It, I think for me it, it definitely falls on the captain right. Have a look at how the captain carries himself. Yeah. Have a look at how he plays. Yeah. And then you know that kind of energy yeah. will just you know emanate throughout the team. So Joe, someone like Joe Root, who for me is someone similar to like Kane Williamson, mm. very calm, calculated character. Right. Yeah. You know what he's going to come out and do, and he's going to yeah. do very yeah. well. That's why he's one of the best in the world. But, um, you know, obviously yeah, I'm saying yeah. this and I know he scored 140 in the last innings, but he's not typically someone that you yeah. would expect to hit, you know, that kind of innings on the regular, you know, it's a surprising, yeah. but yeah. almost mm. like it's surprising, but it's like, you know, he's capable of doing it. He just chooses not to do that. If that makes sense. I mean, you have a captain yeah. like Ben Stokes, yeah, he's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. fiery character on and off the field. Let's not get into that. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Oh, well, he's, yeah. He's he's always came for a punch up. I wasn't gonna say it, Nuan, <laughs> but yeah, you, see, you said it. <laughs> but you know that's the but kind of energy is, that, um, yeah. that that brings about yeah. victories like this, like really like fiery, yeah. punchy, exciting Test yeah. cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think uh, England need Ben. I want. I don't know about need, but having Ben Stokes as a captain, having Brendan McCullum as a coach, it, it really does suddenly change the dynamic of England. I think. Uh, 
when Joe Root was captain, he was a very traditional Nasser Hussain mm. kind of captain, a bit of Andrew. You know, he came from the Andrew Strauss, the Nasser Hussain style yeah. of you know leadership. wasn't wasn't afraid to take take risks. He was just very all about like let's just hope for the best type thing and not experiment and you know mm-hmm. innovate. But uh, with with Ben Stokes, they've definitely got a leader who thinks outside the box, and that is how you. Uh, that's how you win uh, cricket matches. But uh, on that note, um, we are running. T- we are running out of time in this uh, in this podcast. But uh, that is the wrap up of the uh, first test between Australia and Sri Lanka, and uh, the wrap up of the fifth test with uh, India and England. Um, we thank you for your company, Hasith. Thank you once again for joining me. Um, good good chats Wait, always. No <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, to anyone listening, thank you once again for, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for episode three where, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, a bit of a more competitive outcome between the second test between uh, Australia and Sri Lanka. It's bye for now. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. See ya. See ya.